Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to a bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. And I am so excited. We're making the quickest leap from watching a fresh movie that's just been released to recording about it. First time we've done that, guys. Pretty, really pretty cool. Yeah. We talked about trying to do a couple movies in the theater and it just hasn't worked out, but this, this was pretty great. Yeah, this is even better because it's more readily accessible by most people. A ton of people have Netflix. If you haven't caught on by now, we are talking about the newly released, like less than a week old, uh, The Christmas Chronicles that came out on Netflix. It's Netflix's newest Christmas movie. We're all really excited to talk about it. So I think we might just jump right in. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. Brief synopsis for this movie in case you haven't seen it yet. Again, you can watch this movie on Netflix and Netflix only currently. So get the subscription or use the one month trial. So the synopsis is the story of a sister and brother, Kate and Petty Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. This is a magical movie. It was... (laughs) It was a great movie. So we had talked previously on multiple episodes as we watched these trailers about how we had all the feelings <laughs> about this movie coming out. The first trailer I saw I thought was terrible. I think we all kind of thought it looked super questionable. I thought it looked okay. I was I was I really it. skeptical. I didn't I didn't have high hopes. But I will say second third trailer that came out i started feeling better and better about it um they showed kind of the more human side of santa instead of the first one that just it felt similar to santa sleigh a little bit i don't know (laughs) kind of smarmy (laughs) kurt russell yeah um so i I was glad they warmed it up a bit and the final product i was not disappointed i was not the first watch through the second watch through i was i was i was more disappointed the second watch through I was. I think the first watch through was while I thought the trailer looked okay. I had low expectations, so I was like pleasantly surprised. And then by the time I watched it again the second time, I still liked it, but I completely agree with the critics who say it's a mess. It's a fun mess, but it's a mess. And I think there's a lot of hyperbole going around by people saying this is the best Christmas movie ever, and they're going to be brought. I'll bring back Crashing Down to Reality for my opinion on this show. Well, I will go ahead and not agree with them that it's best ever, but it's going to make my top few. And I, what I'll say is uh, I had the exact opposite reaction uh, as Anthony. I watched part of it, or I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked it. It was fun. Um, I watched it a second time with Christine, and I liked it even more. I caught some inconsistencies, some, some things that were just a little off, but 
easily forgivable. And uh, I watched it partially a third time to get a couple of quotes. Still really happy with it. Yeah, so f- I've only seen it once. I feel like a slacker. <laughs> I don't know. I've, seen, I've just seen some of the comparisons people are making, and I'm like, oh, that's an insult to that movie you named. That's an insult to that movie you named. That's an insult to that movie you named. I don't know. Well, I mean, we yeah. are working with we're not it's not a full theatrical movie not to say that netflix isn't there giving given how much stuff they put out now but for me this movie could have gone wrong a lot more ways than it did and the stuff it got right is all the stuff that kind of matters to me in a christmas movie like matters a lot to point where i could look over some of the other not as good stuff right so So let me cover the credits real fast if i can before we get into dissection of the story um I'm really excited about that part. Uh, So just real quick, this was directed by Clay Cadis. He also directed the Angry Birds movie. And then beyond that, a lot of his credits are known for the animation department of some super awesome movies like Wreck-It Ralph, Tangled Ever After, Tangled, Bolt, Meet the Robinsons. So this guy is like Disney heart of gold like my kind of person he even had a hand in the short pixar short paper man you remember that one the guy with the paper airplanes Uh like one of the most favorite it's It's so good so this guy's creative clearly but newer to the director's seat i I did not see the angry birds movie no interest we'll never see it but did y'all no you did see it not theaters i saw on tv it was as bad as it looked yeah okay all right good to know that (laughs) That's what I thought it would be. (laughs) Writing credits for this movie is David Guggenheim and Matt Lieberman. So David is best known for some writing credits, um, action movies mostly it looks like, although he did quite a bit of writing for Designated Survivor. And looks like he was the writer for Safe House with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington, also Stolen, Nick Cage Special, and other action movies. So maybe he had a bigger hand in the action scenes in this one. And then Matt Lieberman is known for writing on not a lot of stuff (laughs) yeah lots of stuff coming up (laughs) scooby short circuit screenplay if that's like the 80s short circuit i had no idea that was a thing and i'm super excited about that the adams family dr doolittle tale to the chief so not a lot we've got a lot of fresh faces in this movie which makes sense yeah it's kind of netflix's netflix right fresh faces um as far as the cast goes so kimberly williams paisley i know her the best from father of the bride um but she did and we've talked about her before because she's been on some of the movies we've covered um i think she's great i was really happy to see her in the very beginning as the mom she plays a good mom she does and then oliver hudson plays the dad in this movie spoiler alert the deceased dad <laughs> Oliver Hudson gave us a thumbs up on Twitter on our post that we were covering this movie tonight. Really? What? Yep. We needed, That's amazing. We should have messaged him and asked if uh, he wanted to be on. Hey, it's that would have been well, awesome. Well, uh, Radio City, a bunch of the Radio City Rockettes liked all our posts on Instagram recently. I wanted to message them and see if any of them wanted to join us one episode but i didn't that have been cool. or even it would be even cool to have them like all just introduce themselves and tell us their favorite christmas movie that'd be kind of fun that would be oh, yeah maybe we should talk about it yeah so oliver hudson this this movie became a family movie in more ways than one yes it did 
Because Oliver Hudson is Kurt Russell's son. No. Uh, Goldie Hanson. Seriously, until uh, I looked it up for this movie, I thought uh, he Oliver Hudson was Kurt Russell's son. Goldie Hawn was married before she started her long-term dating relationship with Kurt Russell. Okay. So I wondered about that too. And Julie, you get all the props for calling Goldie Hawn. Absolutely. Oh man, did I call Goldie Hawn? You did. I stood up. I stood up in that moment. I heard the, I heard Mrs. Claus start talking because it's like the last five minutes in the movie. And I'm like, oh snap. I know that voice, but I had to wait for her to turn around. And then when it happened, I stood up and did a little happy dance. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, for those of you listening to this as our first episode, I totally called Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn as as Santa and then Mrs. Claus because you can't have Kurt Russell without Goldie Hawn. If there's a wife involved, I mean, just like you can't have a Kurt Russell movie without Elvis references, right? Right, <laughs> right. So speaking of Kurt Russell. If you don't know yet, he does play Santa Claus in this movie. Um, and Goldie Hawn, very teeny tiny part as Mrs. Claus in the very end. Um, you also have the two main characters aside from Santa, and that's the brother and sister, Teddy and Kate. Um, Teddy is played by Judah Lewis, and Kate is played by Darby Camp. Um, they both looked mildly familiar to me, but not enough for me to be able to call out, you know, what they had been in or, or anything like that. I think they're pretty darn new. They were great though. They were convincing to me as siblings for sure, especially a lot of that sibling stuff you go through in that age presented with a situation like this where they lost their dad. It's their first Christmas without him. And their dad was like the magic maker as far as um, Christmas was concerned. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed to do everything. Um, when the mom got home, she looked around and, you know, her kids had been fighting. She was upset. But one of the things she said is dad would have this place looking like Christmas. So you kind of see why it's a little drab at this point. Yeah, it's not decorated. And the daughter is wholeheartedly still believes in Santa. She's making a video for Santa at the very beginning on what she wants and apologizing for being bad. Um, and her brother, who's older, so kind of that age where you would expect he would not believe in Santa Claus anymore, comes in and starts to rag on her for making a video to Santa. He's in his own trouble. He's stealing cars and he's doing that teenage rebellion you would expect after a father figure dies. We've seen that in movies before. And so everything comes together when it's Christmas Eve. Mom, last minute, has to work. She's a nurse. And so the kids are alone Christmas Eve. And all she asks of them, one, is for the, the son to stay home and to stay around his sister and for them to be together. Um, so his sister... Decides she wants to get Santa on video because she was looking through old videos and she saw something she thought looked like a Santa hand with a package coming out of a fireplace. And so they, she wants to trap Santa and get him on video. So in an effort to keep her from giving their mom this blackmail videotape of him stealing cars, he decides to do this thing with her. And in return, she'll give him the tape. I like the bonding of them rigging this house up. It reminded me of Home Alone. Which the other credits to this movie is Chris Columbus. Um, so we do have some of that Home Alone feels when they're putting jingle bells up and, and string to catch Santa. I liked all of that. Um, and it was quick enough where it wasn't the focal point of the movie. I liked everything. So with the siblings in general, they were the best part about this movie to me, even if I didn't think they were the best actors. But 
their relationship was the best part of this movie for me. Everything with the family stuff at the beginning and the end was the best mm-hmm. part about this movie for me. They catch Santa. They go outside to look. They see a sleigh suspended in the air. So the little girl starts recording and the teenage boy, I mean, he's freaking out too because, I mean, who wouldn't be freaking out in this situation? Um, they end up hopping in Santa's sleigh and they go on a ride with him. He doesn't realize that they're in there. When he does realize in the back of the sleigh, it causes this catastrophic crash, which is what puts us in the main conflict where Santa is stranded without his hat, which is his magic, and without a functional sleigh. And his reindeer have also run off and his bag of toys is in a separate location. So here's our problem. And the kids are enlisted, or the kids decide to help Santa get all of this stuff back so that Christmas can be saved. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> I mean, it's Kurt Russell with a beautiful beard. He's a beautiful man, and his hair is perfect, just like it was perfect in Overboard. Did y'all like his Santa? I did a lot. Did you, Anthony? Eh, I thought it was one of the biggest movie, the movie's biggest problems is the fact that they sideline Santa and lock him in jail for three quarters of the film, which is stupid when you get Kurt Russell to play Santa, and he's not on the adventure with the kids. That was a weird writing choice for me. I liked his Santa in the restaurant where he's trying to get everyone to help him, and he's like calling out, this is what you asked for for Christmas, and you have that Corvette. I thought all of that was great, and I would have liked to have seen more of Santa. I could have liked his Santa a lot more had we got him out of jail. So bothered me so much. One of our listeners called out a really good point and something I also liked about this movie is that, and I don't remember who it was, but it was on Reddit. They highlighted the fact that they thought it was pretty cool that instead of focusing on Santa's magic in this one, it focused on what Santa's job was for these two kids and it was to bring them together. Because we find out at the end he told the kids, and unless he had his hat, there was no magic there, right? Um, but we find out at the end the hat doesn't do anything. He's magical either way, which I liked also. Um, and so that whole time he was letting the kids take the reins instead of Santa I, taking the reins. I agree with that, but I think he could have been there for it. Still helpless about his magic. But yeah. I didn't like the fact they sidelined Kurt Russell. Got Kurt Russell, like you said, amazing Kurt Russell, to play Santa Claus and then locked him in jail away from the main, the rest of the story most of the time. But if he wasn't in jail, he wouldn't have had that interaction with Tina and the cop. You know, yeah, the I cop. Hate I, hate, I hated all the jail stuff. So basically oh. Kurt Russell was part of the stuff I didn't like in this film because the jail stuff slowed the whole thing down for me. Every time we flashed oh. to the jail. I liked it. <laughs> I did too. I really did. <laughs> I at first, so at first when the musical number started, I kind of got the ickies. Kind of, I'm like, oh, do we have to do this? By the time it was all said and done, I was happy with it. I'm like, yeah, this is a good choice. It's I'll different. tell you what I, I love about Kurt Russell Santa. So I loved how his sleigh flew with like where you know he spins the globe and the aurora yeah. borealis kind of like streamlines into that place. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like that his suit looked aged. Mm-hmm. I liked his whole look in general, except for the sleigh. Oh, I loved the sleigh. I really liked I the really sleigh. Liked this. It was a neat take and, on it that I hadn't seen before. You know, a little a little cooler, more, you know, 50s cool like Kurt Russell or 70s it's cool like Kurt Russell. Scandinavian or something. I, I was digging it. Plus oh, the see, elves were very Scandinavian to me. 
Oh, uh, yeah. my other big problem with the film. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't love the elves. I did. I would have really liked them. I would have liked the elves more if they actually spent some budget to make them look realistic. There's no excuse with. You look at some of Netflix's other original movies and TV shows, they have the budget for good CGI. Mm-hmm. And then you look at you know, every time the elves are on screen, I just hate that cheap animation Smurf look. Yeah, they all were very Smurfish. Yeah, and they had long tails, which made me think of a rat, and I didn't like that. <laughs> the elves were the lowest part of this for me. I didn't I did mind like how- Santa's interaction with the elves, like when he actually speaks the language. That part was mm-hmm. funny to me, but the look of them did not do it. I like that Comet was the main reindeer again. Yeah. The reindeer like- were great in this. Oh, the, reindeer, the, the CGI mm-hmm. on the reindeer was amazing. Yep. Yeah, they were beautiful. Oh. And they weren't so cartoony like in um, uh, Santa, Claus. Santa Claus 2. Santa Claus 1 reindeer were great. Santa Claus 2 reindeer right. much. Um, they didn't do – I was so glad that didn't happen. So if the – that's why I think the elves also disappointed me so much. The reindeer looked so good. The flying looked so good. Every other CGI moment in the film looked amazing. It just felt like they cheaped down the elves, and that really bothered me. Yeah. I did like the bag of toys, the way all of that was structured. I always think it's interesting how they try and explain how the bag of toys works, right? It's the never-ending bag of toys. I thought it was pretty cool the way she fell through it, and it ends up just being a gigantic Christmas tree structure. Did you all notice that with all of the presents around it on that rotating conveyor belt? Um, it didn't feel quite as cold as Arthur Christmas's environment, that part of it. And then once you actually get into the North Pole, that was beautiful. I loved the card catalog of letters to Santa. Oh, I loved that. That was I great. love that too. Yeah, it was looked, beautiful. It looks so warm and homey, you know? Yeah, it really did. And that's how Kurt Russell felt to me, too. I was surprised. I didn't think he would feel that comfortable or warm, um, but he really ended up feeling that way. I like that he's an encourager. You know, the whole time he's encouraging the kids to be who their father thought they were, you know, with the brother and then just the girls. I love the girls' character. Um, Just in general, she's super curious and very excitable like you'd expect somebody that age i have a hard time finding stuff i really don't like about this movie aside from the elves i was a little afraid that santa was going to get shot when he broke away from the cops in the middle of chicago to chase down this reindeer down the street (laughs) (laughs) i was really afraid they're gonna pull a gun because that was the third time they told him to freeze (laughs) but uh no, like I said, I like that now in multiple Christmas movies, Comet seems to be Santa's reindeer of choice. I forget which mm-hmm. user commented on Reddit, but they said Comet should have his own song at this point. He's used so much. Wasn't it Tinsel Tunes? And Tom encouraged, was, encouraged yeah. him to write one. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, by the way. <laughs> with the Christmas music podcast, you got to do your own original, right? so our resolution ends up the kids are able to help santa save christmas they get the bag back with the elves help another scene i didn't love was the the goons right with that stole the bag and and the sun is there and that was super cheesy to me i could have done without that um, but that's heavy on the elves as well but even without the elves the the goons were silly 
Yeah, that I, was my favorite elf part when he threatened him with the chainsaw. <laughs> he looked like that he was going to die in half. That was that's the one Hannah liked was that chubby one, and how disappointed he is when he didn't he doesn't get to use it. Did you guys notice there were four of the elves in the Macy's parade this year? I did. No, yep. didn't see that. They, yeah, they talked about they talked about them, and then gave a quasi shameless plug for the Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know which user mentioned it that they said they got serious adventures and babysitting vibes at one point. Yeah, I got the vibes. I I love that movie, so I don't think this movie is up to that level. But the goons gave me the vibes of that movie where they're trapped in the auto shop, like and climbing out through the rafters at the Playboy magazine in that movie. But uh, that whole scene was very adventures and babysitting to me when. <laughs> He's in the chop shop and the elves uh, come and rescue him. So they save Christmas just in the nick of time. I I will say I really loved the way Santa went in and out of the chimneys. I like all of the uh, nose business. You don't see that enough in Christmas movies. I also like that he wasn't a big, fat, bumbling idiot. I really liked that too. And his jokes about, you know, the billboard ads, 80 pounds and, you know, why is it? but he was cool, but not so cool that you felt like he was unapproachable. If that makes sense. I like, I like, that, I like that whole running joke in that. And with the, the people asking about ho, ho, ho. And he has to explain to them it's a myth, but then finally does it. <laughs> yeah. I, like I did like that too. <laughs> I don't know. I do like my Santa overall with a little more gravitas, like Richard Amber or Santa, like a little more traditional. Mm-hmm. I see. That's, that's what I like. I like the way they took the, they took and recreated the mythology in this. Right. Instead of trying to subtly make Kurt Russell fit the role of Santa that he wouldn't fit and people wouldn't want to see, they just own it. Talking about how Santa's not really fat and how, you know he's offended by you know continually being called obese and yeah. asking that one that one <laughs> that one cop if uh, his butt really looked that big. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but which they, reminded me of Scott Calvin a little bit too. Does this look yeah. like a little bit to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Disco 54 that mentioned Adventures in Babysitting and Goonies. Basically, it's Adventures in Babysitting and Goonies with Jack Burton. It's destined to become a cult classic. I really enjoyed it. And he went further. Disco apparently is a huge Kurt Russell fan, which I can appreciate. He says, um, Kurt Russell can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, so even if it's bad, it'll be great. And then he puts Santa Pliskin. <laughs> From the Escape from New York series, <laughs> which made me think of Santa with an eye patch. And I mean, shoot, <laughs> maybe that's a sequel. In my opinion, um, I, Disco, it's nowhere near as good as Adventures in Babysitting or Goonies. Oh, I will well, say it's destined to become a cult class. I will say it's destined to become a cult classic. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to have the longevity of the classic classics, but we'll see. So, I wouldn't mind revisiting it down the line. I um I watched this with Hannah only because older boy wasn't interested. I mean, nobody else was interested. So it was just Hannah, Hannah and I sitting on the couch. She started off messing around on her phone, you know, halfway watching like teenagers are wont to do. And then by the middle of the movie, her phone was down and she was engaged. And that made me so happy. How because cool it's hard that? to, I mean, it's hard for me to do that. I mean, I'm usually doing something else while I'm watching a movie, but this one got me and, and I wanted, I wanted to actively watch the rest of it. And at the end of it, I looked at her and I'm like, that was so good. And she's like, I'm really surprised. That was good. 
so you know what's funny? Me me and Sarah had the opposite reaction. We were all in at the beginning, then halfway through, we took out our phones. Oh. Oh, I I feel like that says more about y'all than. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was a total Tom comment right there. I'm just kidding. So I do want to mention one of their comment on Reddit was from Wintertime13. Um, they put, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. And then in parentheses, having a hot Santa is a little off-putting, but I got over it after a while. <laughs> yeah, agree. <laughs> Definitely agree. <laughs> Kurt Russell is easy on the eyes. It worked so for me. This, so this I loved is his Santa, beard. It had so I much texture. I love his Santa beard. And I like so his leather, is- leather coat. I did too. That was pretty cool looking. I liked yeah. his outfit. If this he, was a Santa and I saw Mommy Kissing Santa, Santa Claus, would you uh, be okay with that song? <laughs> yeah. No, because I, Golden Pond's at home and I am not breaking that <laughs> up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, if you liked it, she should have put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. worst, worst joke of the night. Check. <laughs> the um the dodge charger car chase was entertaining to me also it was kind of a surprise at first i'm like this is so cheesy but then by the end of it i'm like this is pretty fun i did like how santa justified that the car was already stolen so they weren't stealing it they were going to really return stupid. it at the end of the night to the rightful <laughs> owner so i did like that aspect of it <laughs> I like that cop. He's on, been on uh, some other shows. He was, he had a long term, long running uh, character, Winston on the, on New Girl. On the New Girl, the new yeah, girl. yeah. The show where everything about it's great except the New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the Linus moment real fast. Probably this was the clincher for me on whether this was a really good movie or just a good entertaining movie. So we find out halfway through the movie the sister finds the letter that her brother had written to santa that year so as a as a teenager that she didn't think believed he still wrote a letter to santa and he asked to see his dad again and uh, you kind of know at that moment like santa doesn't really do that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. so at the end of the movie the kids walk in um to the house with their mom the house is completely decorated which is something santa did for the mom's um what she wanted for Christmas, which was beautiful. Um, And then under the tree were presents for the kids. The girl got the skateboard she straight up asked for. Um, But we're sitting here and we know what the son asked for and we know that he's not going to get his dad back. So what's in this box is an ornament, an old ornament, and he hangs it up. He's disappointed because it's an ornament. He hangs it up on the tree and you see his face reflected in it and then you see like magic happening inside of it and his face turns into his father's face. And like, it it was, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I was totally tearing up and Hannah looked at me like she always does when I cry and literally everything that was beautiful. And I needed that. You know, like that was the one thing that was missing was like the heartfelt. There were definitely heartfelt moments. There's a gag going the whole movie with this pocket knife that the son had gotten years prior from his dad for Christmas. And it says on the front, Pierce's always follow through. Is that it? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can tell that that means a lot to him. And so there's that. But the, the bit at the end was just perfect. 
absolutely perfect. Definitely has has the Linus moment to me. It has a few of them there, right? Yeah. Well, I guess. Oh, not. yeah. I don't know. I guess the sister doesn't have a change, but she's already completely in. The so mom has kind of a Linus moment. She's been worried about how her kids are, and it's kind of like when she sees everything decorated, you can tell it's a start for her again. You know, in the whole recovering from losing her husband, you could almost say that's a Linus moment, but the sons is definitely the focal point. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. I want to go watch it again. <laughs> I told Marty, I'm like, we got to watch this again together. So I so. like the end of the movie when Goldie Hawn walks in as Mrs. Claus and, uh, they decide to go watch a movie and she wants to know what to watch. And you found out Santa stole the videotape from uh, the little yeah. girl's camera and they're going to watch his exploits at night. <laughs> and all I could think to myself was, he's going to want to impress her with the car, fast car, good looking guy. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> and in the same way that Kurt Russell is like a svelte Santa, Goldie Hawn is exactly how you would expect as a Goldie Hawn version of Mrs. Claus. She has this hood on, and well, the hood I, I feel so like yeah. it fit the theme they were going. It fit the uh, aesthetic they were going. They had with Kurt Russell, but I feel like it was also to you know keep her hidden until the last one hundred percent. Yeah, it was yeah. only there to hide her face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think there, even if we had, you know, Julia saw it, was very fortuitous and saw it well in advance that she would have to be in the movie. But I think the moment that door opened, everybody knew exactly who it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Any quotes? I only seeing it once, I, I got zero quotes, even though I know there were some things that really made me laugh. I have no quotes, but I have more scenes. Yeah. Scenes. So again, my, I think my favorite scene is when they're at the diner and Santa's trying to get someone to drive them across yep. the city. And he's just going around to table to, from table to table harassing people. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, and I think that's where I, like, I wanted more of that through the movie. Like, more Santa out in the world interacting with the people of the city, not just sitting in the chair. So I think yeah. that's where my disappointment came in later, but that scene... Ah, oh, so funny. Like, <laughs> and I, I like the woman who got on her cell phone talking about Santa, and she's like, you know, there's a crazy Santa here, and he's got a little boy. We may have an Amber Alert situation on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he offers a Mickey Mantle mint condition baseball card, and the guy's so quick to trade his Porsche, and then his wife is like, no, and rips it up. <laughs> I think that's worth like two million dollars. Yeah, I, I, I think about two million. <laughs> Uh, but that whole bit, I just loved. So the part in the irrigation like, oh. room was reminiscent of that too. I loved how he just starts busting out toys from his jacket. Like, here's this and this and this and this. Just like he's so Johnny on the spot, you know, with stuff. that made me laugh. And it felt a lot like Santa Claus too. And he talks about what's your name and he does that whole, you know, state your name. Mm. Um, so I liked that. And I liked the, uh, the cop makes the, he's like, you know, or what'd you do? Hold up a toy store too. And he said, Wait, we frisked you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the cool, that's one of the cool things I liked about this Santa. He didn't need the bag. You know what I mean? The bag was, yeah. was without the bag and still able to, to make the magic happen and still give people what they wanted. It was a really cool, cool take. Well, we've seen that yeah. before too, right? I've always liked that aspect of Santa too. That he doesn't need the bag. He has the magic. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked that reveal at the end, you know, the hat. He didn't need the hat to do the magic. Mm-hmm. He just, it was a nice little touch. That hat was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, I mean, the hat doesn't usually in a movie, in a Christmas movie for, well, with Santa, 
play such a prominent role. But here, there's a whole storyline that revolves around the hat. So they had to make it cool. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, man, the costuming, he, his was just great. I liked when uh, the, after they crash the car and the cops come to the scene, the cop makes a comment, you, you kidnapped this kid and drove him 1,500 miles away from his home. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like the sleigh. I thought the sleigh was really cool. The sleigh was amazing. I like the flight scenes. I just didn't like the design of the sleigh at all. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I love the way he was able to travel so fast at the Northern Light Globe thing. I thought yeah. that was really cool. That was cool. Like I said, I, it's not that I didn't find this movie fun. It's just I'm not as enamored with it as people. a lot of people seem to be. I fall more with the critics on this one. It's fun. It's just a mess. I, I, I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick with the 88%. What's the 88%? The, the Rotten Tomato fans score. Oh, is it that high? <laughs> yeah, critics, nice. are, critics are, the critic score was at uh, 60 something and then the audience score was 88%. So I'll stick with the 88%. Look, we live the critic's life here, right? When we have to watch stuff that we thought we loved and we have to be critical about it, it turns us into gigantic a-holes. <laughs> I feel like that's just like what it is when you have to watch stuff with a critical eye. When you have to watch everything, every single movie that comes out, whether yeah. or not you think the trailers look good, you have to be in that theater and write your review. Like, I don't blame a lot of them for being just a-holes. Yeah, they're just jaded. That's all. They got it totally wrong on this one. <laughs> no, I, I also wonder how many people, because of the trailers, had such a negative mm-hmm. idea of what this would be. And then when they saw it and found out that it did not completely reek, you know, that like boosted. Well, that's what I was going to say. Straight up. I know we've talked in the past about revisiting movies in the future, certain movies. And I'd like to, re- I'd love to revisit this one a year or two years from now with space from the trailers and the debut, mm-hmm. not necessarily at the beginning of the Christmas season or right smack dab in the middle and see because I, I'm sorry. I disagree with both of you and disco and everyone who said this is going to be a Christmas classic. No, it's going to be a cult classic without a doubt, but it's not gonna, it'll ever be held in the high regard. Like the movies currently in our top five, like elf and national lampoon and, the Santa Claus and Muppets Christmas Carol and everything like that. Yeah, we'll I mean, see, I, I think I, it will. I really do. Well, I guess we'll find out because we're going to rank this puppy. I'm assuming, even though it's a bonus episode, we're still going to put it in our rankings, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And here's the dance we do where we all look at the spreadsheet and look at the ones that we're like, man, I really missed that. All right, well, I'm going to give this a 7.99. 9.2. 4.6. Oh, that hurts. Hurts me real bad. Which gives an average of 7.263, which puts it at in between The Man Who Invented Christmas and Rise of the Guardians at number 15 on our list. I'm okay with that. So overall, we like the movie. I mean, I think I, I think even Anthony liked it, maybe not to the degree that Tom and I did, but um, definitely worth a watch. Those of you who have not seen it yet. Get it while it's fresh in the Christmas season and really enjoy this one. This one's a lot of fun. We will be back in just a few days on our regular feed. We will be talking about Frosty and Frosty Returns. Join us there. We're not going to go into the spiels we typically do when we do episodes like this. Um, We're not even going to grace you with a countdown to Christmas because you're just going to have to tune in to get the good news on that one, on how close we're getting to Christmas. But we want to thank you for joining us. 
come and join us on the social medias. You can find us on Reddit, r slash tis the podcast. We can find us on Facebook and Instagram at tis the podcast, as well as on Twitter at tis the pod. Come talk to us about this movie. Um, get your viewing in for Frosty and Frosty Returns, and we will Frosty's see- Winter Wonderland. Not sorry, not Frosty Returns. Oh no, thank you. I didn't know they were different. <laughs> I need to do my homework too. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go do. <laughs> so, guys, you know what I have not heard at all in the last, like, week? What? Well, for Christmas is you. But no, I have not heard anyone complain about Christmas music or decorations or anything. So we hit a definite, we hit a milestone in this year. Definitely. Everybody can agree we're in the Christmas season now, right? Although there are those backhanded comments where people are like, well, I got my Christmas stuff up. I know you've had yours up for a few weeks, but... <laughs> Yeah. Those of us really? that, you know, oh yeah, not so still finding a way to complain about in it. General, yep. <laughs> so while it is perfectly safe, let your Christmas freak flag fly a little higher. See you in a few days. Bye, guys. No sleigh with reindeer, no sack on my back. You're gonna see me coming in a big black Cadillac. Oh, it's Christmas time.